Sorry to disturb you all on a Monday morning here, as we normally don't do this unless the madness was truly hitting. Uh, But ultimately, I just wanted to um, share a little something that we're doing here in the month, uh, the month of May for Patreon. Uh, Yeah, we have finally broken down patreon.com slash Nightmare Junkhead. We've got a number of tiers where we are reviewing newly released horror films, uh, providing monthly commentary tracks. But something that I just started putting out, and it's going to start here on Monday, and this is the first thing that we're doing, is I'm putting together, I'm doing this whole thing where I am trying to watch a new movie a day, and I'm calling it the I've Seen That Challenge. And this is available to all the Patreons from the Squidly Diddly on up, uh, but I wanted to give you guys on our main feed kind of a taste of it, just to see what we're we're doing, because it isn't exclusive to horror. This whole thing is me seeking out films that I am watching for the first time. So in many ways, it's kind of a a testimonial, um, almost a a confessional, if you will. And that'll make sense ultimately when you see some of the movies that I've been watching. Um, At this point, I've seen six new movies uh, and all have been fantastic. Most are streaming and I talk about the streaming uh, device that I'm using, what have you. So check it out. Hope you have a good time. Also, this Friday's episode Continuing with the Giggle Mortis, uh, we have the special guest Katie Glidewell, the blonde in front on, talking 1985's Once Bitten. You've been warned. Enjoy this little bit that we have for Patreon. And again, whether you join the Patreon film family or whether you're just listening to the show on the main feed, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing, retweeting. Have a great day. Take care. Be good. out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast or a podcast that appreciates the finer things in life like money music and of course root beer in a cup my name is greg and on this patreon only episode i'm starting a year-long journey into films that at one point in my life i have lied about seeing join me for what i'm calling the i've seen that challenge where I'm pushing myself to view a new film for each day of the 44th year of my existence. And if you are listening to this, thank you for being part of our film family here at Nightmare Junkhead. And ultimately, I'm not sure how this whole thing is going to go about. So I should say, this ultimately comes from my desire to get better. And when I say to get better, that is get better with my mental health. Uh, If you go to the main feed, we released a Shaun of the Dead episode where I full-on admitted that Shaun of the Dead, not only did it make me cry, but it ultimately, much like Shaun in the movie, it made me realize I really need to sort my life out. And I full-on said, hey, as soon as I can, when it's, you know, good to be in a face-to-face setting again, I'm going to start therapy because I need to not only address, I have addressed that, yes, I am battling depression, and by battling, I really need to combat it. So that is one of the steps that I'm going to be taking. But I also kind of viewed my other habits in life. And one of the things, and it's really funny because I, you know, host a weekly horror podcast, which means ultimately I am watching a lot of movies. But there are times when I realize there are so many movies out there that I still have not seen 
that at one point in my life, as we do with the I've seen that, I've lied about seeing. And even worse, there are there are times when I am just laying there, sometimes watching clips on YouTube. Even worse, not watching clips on YouTube, but just scrolling through YouTube and not watching anything and killing time when I could be reading a book, when I could be viewing new things. So ultimately, what I wanted to do is to challenge myself for each day of the year for my 44th year of existence. I just turned 44 not too long ago, but to go and seek out a new film. And I'm calling it the I've Seen That Challenge. And ultimately, what I wanted to do as well is to put something here for you folks on Patreon to, again, not only have people that I'm accountable to, (laughs) um, but to kind of share this journey with you and to get your reactions as well. You know, if you've seen the film or not, and if you haven't, you can seek it out because everything that I'm uh, viewing for the I've Seen That Challenge will be available via some sort of streaming service. Um, I'm a big fan, obviously, of Shudder. Uh, thanks to our friend Dustin, I have access to Amazon Prime. Uh, thanks to Genius, I have Hulu. So we all do the sharing thing ultimately on that end. So that being said, one of the reasons I kicked off with the very first film that on the I've Seen That Challenge comes from the fact that I am a huge podcast listener. Again, if you all know that, that's not a big surprise. Now, on my Monday rotation, I have the great Movie Crypt podcast. Uh, huge fans, obviously, of Joe Lynch and Adam Green. Love everything that they do for the horror community, what, what they've done here, you know, for Screenland, obviously, Panic Film Festival. But they've been a huge just distraction, inspiration. Adam especially, just again, in terms of how honest and open he is with everyone on the show, you know, he's really been a just a cathartic, just a, a source of inspiration. So, Adam, thank you for everything you've done on that end. But ultimately, on their show... Joe Lynch does a, I can't call it a great, but a very funny impression of famed director Abel Ferrara. And it goes along like, Abel Ferrara, just imagine the grimmiest, grimiest, nastiest guy from New York, right? Says balls a lot. And they love the work of Abel Ferrara. He's done some phenomenal uh, films out there. And they were able to get him on the show. And they originally were only supposed to have him for 20 minutes. They ultimately had him for like 90. It was a great conversation. And it was really funny because Joe repressed his inner Ferrara, did not do the impression, obviously, not going to do that in the midst of seeing, you know, hearing him for the first time. But also, he didn't need to because the more the interview went on, the more you would just hear that Ferrara impression in Ferrara himself. So I was kind of inspired from that. And I wanted to then view a film of his, Abel Ferrara's, that I have never seen before. And I ultimately chose a film celebrating its 30th year of existence. And obviously, we're big on the anniversaries to the Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament. And I decided to view a film that I knew enough about because I knew, obviously, it starred a uh, Christopher Walken. And it was a crime film. That's pretty much how I could BS my way through The King of New York. So King of New York is currently streaming on Amazon Prime. And... I will say this, um, I'm not going to say I'm very theatrical, but ultimately if I'm going to do something like a challenge, the I've seen that challenge specifically, I'm going to dress it up. So with each film that I'm viewing for the first time, I'm also putting together a trailer reel because of course I do. But ultimately the trailer reel that I'm doing comes from just my knowledge of the film because again, I've never seen these movies from front to back. So the trailer reel I put together for King of New York, I started with The Driller Killer. Abel Ferrara, classic, nasty, gnarly, public domain film, I believe. Uh, after that, I then played 
a new Jack City. Little New Jack City, New Jack Hustle, and then finished everything with Miss 45. So we had a New Jack City sandwich with Abel Ferrara bread. And then that segued right into King of New York. Now, if you have not seen this film, stop what you're doing, pause this right now, go check it out. It is streaming on Amazon at this point. Uh, Come back because, man, oh, man, I'm not kicking myself for not having seen this before. And obviously, the the best experience would be in a theater with a bunch of people. But just given that it was just a very small, intimate viewing there at home, it played wonderfully. Um, I'm going to go non-spoilerly, non-spoiler for these uh, reviews, reactions for the most part, because again, I want to kind of share the experience with this. But let me just say this. Again, my knowledge of the film, the I've seen that portion, was built around, oh yeah, Christopher Walken. Yeah, I love it. Great. Boom. Good. What you don't realize, though, and it's really funny to kind of almost take for granted, is the fact that, again, this is a 30-year-old film, and when you watch it, you see Walken do things that we're very familiar with. Uh, he's kind of hamming it up. He's he's dancing, like literally dancing across the screen. And of course, yeah, yeah, we've seen the Fat Boy Slim video. We've seen him in, like, Country Bears or whatever that one. We, we know Christopher Walken, the hammy, scene-chewing actor. But what you got to always go back 30 years ago in context with everything with that, you have to understand that before that, he was known as this crazy intensive character actor that only played crazy intensive characters. You go through like Deer Hunter, At Close Range, The Dead Zone. He's acted, he's performed with incredible actors. He's had a chance to collaborate with incredible directors. You know, he had this presence, this, this reputation, this crazy way of talking like everyone does a walking impression it's the best right that's all you have to do so it, it's tough to take that for granted with all this baggage that we now have to go back 30 years 30 years ago though this his 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 impre- his uh, his frank white is just so charismatic and has so much energy but at the same time is so sinister and evil uh very much the precursor of a tony soprano and what I really like with this film is it does not hold your hand. You start from the get-go with seeing Frank Wright released from prison, and then it just goes this really great limo ride, uh, all the stuff that's happening, and it you don't know what's happening, why it's happening, who these people are, and it takes you a while to get there. And you have to have some patience with Ferrara for the most part. That's what I really like about his films. But I will say this, ultimately. Um... What I most loved about the film, and especially, again, a first-time viewing, is when the credits come up and you start seeing the names of all your favorite character actors. Let's do a little character actor roll call. Steve Buscemi, Giancarlo Esposito, Paul Calderon, Teresa Russell, and then the cherry on the top of that, Larry, don't call me Lawrence, Fishburne as Jimmy Jump and his performance as Jimmy Jump is just much like with with Christopher Walken and Frank White what Larry Fishburne does with Jimmy Jump is he just makes this this crazy scary charismatic character it's the kind of person that you know you can see that Frank White and Jimmy Jump would be in the same crew ultimately but I will say this um, genius is famous for saying that 
Wesley Snipes' performance in Demolition Man as Simon Phoenix is kind of a really kind of a, a cool precursor and is a really good interpretation of the Joker. And if you go back and watch that movie, you'll totally see it. And I mention that because Wesley Snipes is also in this film. Again, the character actor roll call, I should also point out uh, David Caruso and Wesley Snipes. Um, but Jimmy Jump is so scary and chaotic in this movie. And especially, there's, and this is not to spoil anything, but there's a moment when he's laughing throughout a scene. And it's chilling and it's terrifying. And you get bits and pieces almost of a Joker-esque performance in Jimmy Jump. And I can honestly say then, since Wesley Snipes is in this film... I wouldn't be surprised if he took a little inspiration from that in his performance as Simon Phoenix. So there's some cool connective tissue uh, within all that. Be well, ultimately, is what it comes down to. But the other thing, then, uh, that I really enjoyed, again, the level of violence in this film is is very it's intensive. This I think the original cut of this movie was an NC-17, and they had to start cutting back some of the violence there. So again, it is a very violent movie. Think the Tarantino-esque Hong Kong kind of films where the vi- there's a death in here that I gasped aloud. I mean, it was something straight out of Maniac. It, it's a it's a, um, it's a a head explosion. I'll, I'll give that away ultimately. Um, but it should be ranking in the top ones of Dawn of the Dead, Maniac, uh, Deadly Friend. We'll do a little bit of a deep cut there. But the other thing that was really cool with this movie is the kind of the hip-hop influence that you find with it. And it's kind of like goes along with Scarface and the uh, the Hall of Fame of movies that, you know, has influenced hip-hop culture. And a lot of that comes from the soundtrack. Uh, you've got the great Schooly D in this. And this is, a, I think, a film based on that, that the relevance is still felt to this day, which is very cool. So I'm gl- so glad I was had a chance to see this film. I had a blast with it. And here's the best part. This is a movie now that I've seen now that I've got it under my belt, I want to make sure other people have seen it because I think it's well worth your time. And again, get a little context with it. Um, again, this is scary New York back in the 42nd Street days, but Farrar just paints a picture of that New York. And for some people that lived that, they're like, man, that was such a scary time, but it was also just a, another time, another place ultimately. But this is a movie I want to have others seek out. So if they say, oh, I've never seen King of New York, I'm like, oh, I know what we're doing tonight, baby. We're going to get some root beer and we're going to have some fun. And so please seek that out. And again, if you dig Abel Ferrara, uh, if you dig Abel Ferrara, seek out a couple recommendations here. And these come with another time, another place warning ultimately. Harvey Keitel and Bad Lieutenant. Not Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans with Nick Cage. That's fine. Ferrara did that one as well. Uh, but the original with Harvey Keitel, it is intense you do get full frontal kaitel which i guess is not a big surprise i I should say the big surprise is when he doesn't whip out his his penis um check out miss 45 again that comes with another warning on that it is a rape revenge film it's very it's a tough watch but it's it's seminal um you know abel farrar on that one now that being said the next one on my list here and i was inspired to stay in dirty scary new york city and over on our pals over at Shutter, so the next streaming service we're going to use is Shutter, and I can already see her. Hey, I don't have Shutter. Use the code SHUTIN. You will get 30 days free streaming. And trust me, if you are a genre fan, horror fan, you want to utilize Shutter. But uh, I'm going to be sharing my experience again, staying in New York. I went with a, I went from a classic, dirty New York director, Abel Ferrara, to classy, dirty New York director, Larry Cohen. I was I have a chance to watch 
God told me to for the first time. So if you're interested in following along, go to Shudder, watch that one. I'll put out the next episode of God Told Me To, and trust me, it was a doozy. So I hope you enjoy it. Again, be warned, it's a dirty New York film, so there's that warning there. But I think we're going to have a really good time with this. So thank you again for sitting through this first episode. And you know what? I can truthfully say, King of New York, I've seen that. <laughs>